Yo, what's up, Cluck listeners? Ted Cluck here, chiming in to tell you about a brand new product from our brand new line of Cluck Podcast swag. These are Cluck Podcast specialty socks. Own a piece of your favorite podcast. These high-performance athletic socks are perfect for football, boxing, any other athletic endeavor, or just relaxed podcast listening. These socks work as hard as the farm kid, Josh Loftus, yet are as soft and cuddly as Ted Cluck himself. These are just the beginning of the Cluck product line, boxing gloves, cleats, and apparel forthcoming. Check out the link in the show notes for Cluck Podcast Specialty Socks. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus Talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can. Let's do Ted, what is going on, my friend? It is good to see you, as always. Man, good to see you as well. Dude, I'm re-watching this food show that I watched about a year ago. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's called The Bear. It's a, Dude, it's a restaurant uh, show. You told me about this when you first watched it, and it's been on my list to watch since Oh my gosh, then. it's so good. So and I haven't yet. My son Tristan, college sophomore, he's home for the summer. He loves like cooking and and chefing and things of that nature. So we're yeah. watching it together, and I'm I'm having the like uniquely cool experience of introducing him to something that's blowing his mind. Like he is loving it, and awesome. yeah, it really like it's really satisfying that he's loving it. But if we have listeners who have viewed the show, I would be interested in their takes on it. Uh, yeah. Actually, I, I wrote about the show on my Substack uh, this last week. So uh, go to cluck.substack.com, grab a little free or paid subscription there. Grab yourself a pair of socks, baby. Um, yes, exactly. You got to get the officially licensed sock of the Cluck podcast. We will drop the link in the show notes. Um, the link is other places too. I think uh, our socials, oh, other show everywhere. notes. So uh, so yeah, hit yep. up our socials. Hit up the show notes. Go and get yourself a pair of Cluck socks. Uh, they are spectacular, Josh Loftus. And oh, yeah. you're, you're going to have your pair real soon. It's um, going to happen. You and the missus. You and your lady. Hey, I uh, like that. You're going to be I lounging like in a pair of Cluck podcast socks, which is going to be amazing. But no, I'm, I'm loving the bear. Dude, it's really raw. It's, it's, it's very gritty, but not prestige if that makes sense. Like, there's, there's nothing like gratuitously sexual about it. Um, oh, well, that's good. But it scans as like, I don't know, to me, very authentic. Like the characters yeah. are very real, very noble. Uh, I'm loving it. I would love to hear people's reactions. 
so 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 I did some I did some you know research on the show when mm-hmm. when you told me about it and something that really intrigued me about just I mean um obviously the premise like I I love cooking yeah right it's a super fun I do I do cooking for church I do cooking at home and stuff like that it's just yeah. I I you know I love it so anything chef oriented like yeah. I love chef shows yeah. you know you know top chef things like that like I'm 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 always in on shows like that right yeah but something that intrigued me about this show is there I don't and I, I haven't seen the show so I don't know what what episode it is but uh-huh. there's there's a one shot episode yeah and what i found out is w- whenever you hear about like movies like um 1917 that was supposed yeah. like, like like they film it as a one shot right or alfred or, hitchcock's rope or, Exactly. Yeah. Things like that, right? Right. There's always hidden cuts. Sure. Right. And yeah. that's that's the trick to to getting the the one shot clips is that yeah. you have, you know, people pass by the camera very, very close and out of focus in order yeah. to to hide a cut there to make it easier. Yeah. What this article said is that this show did not do that. Yeah. And it is a legitimate one shot take for the yeah. entire episode dude it doesn't surprise me like that everybody is involved is so talented it's so punk rock it's very fresh um it's so chicago so my parents are from chicago, chicago. yeah my extended family's all from chicago okay and the, sh- the show is so authentically chicago um the characters it's just super fun um one of the characters is like super a, a jerk. His name's Richie Jeremovich, but I'm really like, Richie. I really like him. He's my favorite. Um, yeah. KK says I'm always attracted to, to jerks, but um, she's probably right. Um, but yeah, I mean, check it out, yeah. dude. I'd be interested okay. in your your take on it. Uh, yeah, no, no, I definitely want to see it. It's on my list. I'm gonna see if I can. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can mooch somebody with a Hulu account, or it might be it might be somewhere I can find it. That's where go. it is. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I think it was originally okay. like an FX thing, but but Hulu okay. has it now. Yeah, Hulu the Bear. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I want to see it because they're coming out with a season two. I've seen yeah. trailers for it all over the place. I can't, I can't wait. I'm so fired up about it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, Ted, we've done some, uh, we've done some sponsor talk. We've done some product talk. We've done, we've done some, some cooking talk. Yeah. Um, I have got. A fun episode for us today, Ted. Oh, I am going. I am going. I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Okay. All right. I'm going to put you on the hot seat today. All right. And what we are going to do is, I'm going to quiz you. Okay. On 1980s classic wrestling star trivia, pro oh, wrestling. Man, dude, this is fun. 80s, 80s pro wrestling. It's going to oh. be trivia. I've got more questions than we can go through. Yeah. So. Uh, and if any of the questions obviously spur any any interesting conversation, then, oh for uh, sure, um, I'm going to um, enjoy thinking about this. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to start from the top. We're going to start easy. Yeah. All right, super easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna warm you up. Right. Yeah. Get those engines fired. Yep. All right. <clears throat> what was the nickname of a wrestler known as Randy Savage? Oh, the Macho Man. Okay. Okay. One of, I was say, one of my all-time favorites. It's, mul- it's multiple choice, but I can, but I can, but you nailed it right off the bat. So I, I interviewed man. Yeah, I interviewed Randy Savage's brother. Did you um, really? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people don't know this because a lot of people didn't read it. But uh, I wrote a pro wrestling book. 
Okay. Um, the book is called Headlocks and Dropkicks. Uh, I trained as a professional wrestler for the book. Yeah. And I went to Dan the Beast Severn's wrestling school. But in, in the, the midst of this whole thing, I interviewed a bunch of wrestlers. And, and Randy Savage's brother, Leapin' Lanny Poffo, was one of the guys that I interviewed. And his shtick was he was the poet laureate of WWE. Um, and he would come okay. into the ring, he would read a poem, and then he would throw out frisbees. It was the most random thing, but I loved Leapin' Lanny Poffo when I was a kid, and he was a very nice guy to interview. And uh, I love <laughs> the Macho awesome. Man Randy Savage, too. Yeah, super, super fun deal. Macho Man. All yeah. right. Well, speaking speaking on uh, speaking of Randy Savage, Macho yeah. Man, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna turn up the difficulty a little bit here. Yeah, okay, let's go. Who was Randy Savage married to? Oh, Miss Elizabeth. Uh, oh my goodness, I, yeah. I can't even. You you were starting to think that this maybe is too easy. For no, me. it's okay, dude. And, and <laughs> so I want to I want to hear about your kind of personal experiences with pro wrestling, but like. Yeah. Randy Savage and his ilk, that was at a time like right before the Attitude Era where it was still kind of innocent. It was kind of cartoonish. It wasn't yeah. like hypersexualized, but like Miss Elizabeth was this, like in a, in a way, his manager, she would like walk, walk him into the ring and she'd be at ringside and like various people would try to like assail Miss Elizabeth and Randy Savage would come to her rescue. I don't know. It was really, it was all kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Yeah. Who did Randy? All of these beginning questions are on Randy Savage. I don't know. It yeah. does. It does branch away from Randy Savage. Take me but, wherever you want to take me. All right, sounds good. All right, who did Randy Savage defeat in the finals of the fourteen-man tournament to win his first WWF World Heavyweight Title? All right, so this is this is where it's getting tricky because, yep. and I do have multiple choice answers here that I can list for you to pick from as well. Yeah, we might need that because my experience with wrestling was more. It's just like my experience watching a movie, right? Like I connect mm -hmm. with characters more than I connect with storylines. Sure, but I have friends whose experience with wrestling was they could name all the champions, they knew who had the belts, they were really sure. into storylines, sure. but like. I was more just into the experience of like being with a character. Sure. And let's do 30 seconds though on like how you used to watch wrestling. Were you more of a character guy or a storyline? So, okay. So I didn't grow up watching wrestling at you all. You weren't allowed, I bet. Right. Yeah. I, that is 100% correct. Yeah, you weren't allowed. It was a little worldly. This was attitude era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. So, yeah. so I didn't start like, and, and I will say that I had the angst of being a, being an actual wrestler. Sure. Yeah. And then, and you know, you know, having you know pro wrestling, yeah. and then like collegiate wrestling. I'm just like, like you know, why do you guys steal our title? Basically, yes. right? Yeah, that's right. So, so I didn't, I didn't become at all aware or really interested in pro wrestling mm -hmm. until after I was married, probably a couple of years ago. If yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Ted. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it basically what started it was. Facebook just started giving me random reels of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I was just I just was just mesmerized by just this just this this character creation that this that, that this guy like huh. like who who this guy was. I'm just like yeah, this is yeah. he's a super interesting dude. Yeah. And then it got me into and then it like showed me like a, a, like a bunch of stuff of um um Undertaker. 
Yeah, I thought, sure. wow, this is this is kind of this is cool. And yeah. then it, and then it showed me the old stuff. And then I saw Macho Man Randy Savage. And then uh, I was already aware of Hulk Hogan just because of Rocky. Yeah. Um, but and then Andre the Giant and uh, the 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 guy with the face paint and the little tassels on his arm. Uh, Ms. Oh yeah, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, yeah, Ultimate Warrior. Right. Yeah. And I just started like getting just kind of really interested in the drama and the yeah. storylines and like sure. just the characters. So this this happened maybe three or four years ago where I just yeah. started taking note of it. Um, yeah. Pretty much anything past like early The Rock, yeah. I don't really know about yeah, because either. because I. It was all the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s stuff that I just found the most interesting. Well, that stuff is the most fun. And really, like, <laughs> 1985 to, like, ni- or ni- 1984, 85 to, like, early 90s was, to yeah. me, like, the golden era of wrestling. Like, it was yeah. really fun, still kind of innocent. I mean, everybody was, like, roided within an inch of their lives, and there was nothing innocent about it behind oh, the scenes. And- but, like... That yeah. that's part of what interested me because I like I oh, look yeah. at these guys I'm like holy smokes you are a walking like yeah chemical plant like, oh I know it I know world? it it was wild and they were truly like mortgaging their futures to look like that but yeah but but there was something kind of magical about it you know right right um, yeah all right give me give me the multiple choice on that question again okay so uh, you've got um, you got four choices here who Randy Savage defeated uh, yeah. for his first world heavyweight title okay. you got bret hart you got ted uh ted uh yep yep dibiase king kong bundy okay. or andre the giant not king kong bundy not andre the giant i want to say who's the first one again bret hart i want to say bret hart uh it's actually ted oh the million dollar man ted dibiase ted dibiase yeah, yeah. all right interesting all right Moving on next. Okay. Oh, here we go. All right. We're moving on moving away from uh Savage for the moment. Okay. What was Hulk Hogan's signature move? The leg drop. Yes, but it has it has a word in front of it. I will give it to you, but it yeah. was technically the atomic leg drop. Yeah, the atomic <laughs> drop. Yeah, yeah. So Hulk Hogan it was it was is the the source of some like consternation among like real wrestling fans because they will assert that like he didn't really do anything in his matches, right? Like yeah. in his, his matches, he would come to the ring. There were there was all these theatrics. He was a great performer, right? Like wildly sure. charismatic performer, great promo guy. But then he'd get in the ring and like he would do the big like high kick. Like he'd throw somebody in the ropes and they'd be like hurtling toward him, and he would just put this huge boot up in the air and like high kick the person and then like usually leg drop them or like you know like a big body slam or whatever and then the match is over um which i don't mind at all but a lot of like wrestling people will be like oh he never did anything he wasn't really a good wrestler i'm like it doesn't matter he was a good character right 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 Um, i mean yeah like there's a reason his name is synonymous with wrestling yeah (laughs) So the the most famous Hulk Hogan moment that there was, well, I got a couple of Hogan things from childhood, and I want to know if like either okay. of these move the needle for you. Yeah. So when I was six years old, Rocky Rocky Three came out. Yep. Came out in 1982, and I was just starting to be aware of boxing and like people being strong and stuff like that. And I remember going to the theater to see Rocky Three. Yep. And Hulk Hogan had like. <laughs> A five-minute run in the first act of that movie 
basically yep. playing himself, and he was yep. awesome in it. He oh, was great. so awesome and so funny and like yeah. great and charismatic. And it was kind of my first time seeing Hulk Hogan. But even then, you knew like this guy's going to be somebody, you know? Yeah. Right. Fast forward then to 1987. I'm 11 years old. WrestleMania 3 is happening in Detroit in the Pontiac Silverdome. I'm in Chicago at my grandpa's house, and he's bought the pay per view for my cousin and I. Oh, cool. And I'm so nervous because. I love both Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, yep. and they were fighting each other. Right, and so I was <laughs> was so nervous I couldn't watch. So I like I went back into Gramps's room, and I had my cousin like running back and forth to give me like dispatches about the match. Oh. And, ev- and eventually, I came out and I saw Hulk Hogan slam Andre the Giant, and it was such. Yeah. Mixed emotions because I was happy for Hogan, but I was sad for Andre the Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was Dude, eleven. So- Dude, something on that. Like, even though yeah. I wasn't, even though I wasn't allowed to watch, like this just sparked a memory. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't allowed to watch pro wrestling, I remember when we watched Rocky, mm-hmm. right? And Hulk Hogan completely deadlifts Sylvester Stallone, not yes. even puts him on his shoulders, mm-hmm. full extension, elbows locked above yeah. his head, just which presses is, him, yeah, which presses is, him, which is impressive, yeah. right? Like elbows are completely extended. He has him over his head and he slams him down. Right. Yeah. I remember being just mesmerized by that. Be like, yeah, he just lifted a grown man above his head. That is incredible. And my dad leans over and he goes, you know, the giant from Princess Bride. And I go, yeah. And he goes, Hulk Hogan picked him up and slammed him, too. And I was like, dude, yes. What? And he's like, yeah, he did. He was really strong. And I'm like, dude, you're dead. Are you kidding me? Dropping some knowledge on WrestleMania just, 3. Just, I love he, just, it. he did, dude. I was like, where'd that come from? And, and, but, it, that's oh, so man, magical because yeah. it's it's one of those moments that like humanizes your father. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. my dad my dad knows stuff. He's not just yeah. this like buttoned up guy that always does the right thing or whatever. Right, and, right, uh, right. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely funny. Um and that that scene in Rocky Forever gave me and my brothers a line because <laughs> anytime that we'd be like wrestling in the pool or something like yeah. that, and one of them would try to like you know get out. Yeah. In in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan like like Rocky tries to flee the ring. Remember? Yes. Yeah, I and, remember. And, and Hulk Hogan goes, "Oh no, I'm not done with the meatball." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that line has stuck with my brothers and I yeah. since the moment we said it, and now we say it whenever whenever roughhousing started happening. Right, right. And what? And like, the like the younger yeah. one tried to get away. We're like, no, 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 not done with the meatball. Dude, it's <laughs> such a great. Back <laughs> it's such a great five minutes of cinema because That's then, so funny. eventually, Rocky does get outside the ring and he goes to Mick and he's like, "Cut my gloves off." Yeah, you know, cut them yeah. off me. And Mick's yeah. like. Mick's just freaking out. Oh, right? Mick's run for your life, kid. Yeah, run for your life, kid. <laughs> and finally, Mick cuts the gloves off him. Yeah. And, you know, Rocky ends up, like, rampaging back into the ring and beating Hulk Hogan in, like, this bare-knuckle match. But right. then they cut to, like, the end of the match, and Hogan's like, hey, can I get some Polaroids with you? You know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. and, and, and yeah. like, he's totally chill. and. Right. It indicated how the whole thing was like an act for him, and he was just selling it. I thought you were trying to kill me there, man. You're wrong. He's like, I thought you were trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. It was a good match. Good match. Yeah, yeah, good match. Oh, man, so funny. All right. Dude, we've only got like four of these questions in. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Okay. These are fun. 
Who did Hulk Hogan team up with for the first ever WrestleMania? Uh, got, I want to uh, say, can I try uh, it and then yeah, we'll get go the multiple for it. Good, choice. Yeah, go for it, dude. I want to say Mr. T. Dude, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Dude, okay, nice. so Mr. Another, T. A, another Rocky villain. And another huge part of my childhood for a couple yeah. of reasons, okay? So I loved the show The A-Team. Oh, sure. And Mr. T was dun, like dun, the... Dun. He was like the star, the star character of the A team. Oh yeah, and then he was in Rocky Three as Clubber Lang. Which, by the way, mm. he's on the Mount Rushmore of movie bad guys. I think Clubber oh. Lang was a brilliant character and yeah. brilliantly brought to the screen by Mr. T. And here's what's crazy about Clubber Lang. Okay, so Mike Tyson hit the scene in 1985 yep. as this like 19 year old heavyweight phenom. Right. Rocky Rocky 3 came out in 1982, which okay. predated the existence of Mike Tyson by sure. 3 years. Sure. But Clubber Lang is like that's, a That's basically who Tyson was. Yeah, like a one-to-one kind of analog of Mike Tyson. It's <laughs> yeah, fascinating, 100%. dude. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Massive hothead. Massive hothead, but like, like kind of tightly physique. tightly wound, yeah. incredible incredibly like strong little compact heavyweight fighter. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Yeah. What was the tag team between Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan called? All right, so this is getting into territory that I don't really know that well. Can I get the multiple choices? Yep, yep. Sounds good. Multiple choices are the Brothers of Destruction, Team Extreme, the Rock and Roll Express, the Mega Powers. Uh. Yeah, this was this was right after I stopped caring about it. I want to say it was A, the first one. The Brothers of Destruction? Yeah. Okay, it's actually the Mega Powers. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that sounded really generic to me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I know. That's probably should have been the tip-off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's funny. <laughs> no, that was back when... I have, a, I have a weird, distinct memory of that era. It was back when Hogan was, like, coloring his... He had grown, like, a beard. Yeah. And he was, he was obviously, like, dipping it in black like shoe oh, yeah. polish and coloring his beard and it looked yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I was out on wrestling by then. But um, yeah, like you go through this season of your life mm-hmm. starting in like sixth grade and running through like ninth grade where like you care about it. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. like, and then it leaves your life and it's as though it never existed. You know? Sure, sure. Until yeah. you reach like your mid thirties and you're nostalgic about it again. Right, and then you go back. And then yeah. you go back, yeah. All right, what was the name of Roddy Piper's interview segment? Uh, oh, I loved Roddy Piper's interview segment. Uh, Piper's Pit, I think, right? Or, Correct. Yeah, yep, yeah. Nice Piper's job. Pit. There was a Out little set, and he would always end up like destroying the set. Like he'd end yeah. up rampaging around, and like the set would get destroyed. <laughs> I loved Roddy Roddy Piper. What a what a great wrestling star. All right, here we go. Who managed Rick Rude while he was? At Championship Wrestling from Florida. Oh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Championship Wrestling from Florida. So this is getting into the territories. So this yeah. is kind of getting deep into the weeds of like, you know, wrestling wrestling lore. I want to say Jim Cornette, but maybe he was Atlanta. So maybe not Jim Cornette. Give me the, give me the options. So uh, options are Brother Love. Okay. Paul Hyman. Yeah. Jim Cornette. Yeah. Or Percy Pringle. Gosh dang, dude. 
We have Maybe. some listeners right now going ballistic. They're screaming at you. We're like, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're screaming the answer at you. Brother love. It's Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. Percy dude. Pringle. Fascinating. Yeah. See, I'm really, I'm really showing my like my lack of wrestling knowledge, and we'll we'll get some angry listeners. But like, don't be no, angry. No, it's at okay. Me no, 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 no. It's you all know, fun though. Yeah, it's yeah, all fun. It's, it's all fun games. Yeah. Now, do, speaking of Rick Rude, do, do yeah. you know which stable he joined when he first came to the WWF? I, I don't know. Give me options. The Four Horsemen, the Heenan family, the <laughs> Fabulous Freebirds, or the Shield. All right. Um, I'm going to say the Heenan family, but only because I love Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think he was one of the funniest like TV personalities. So Bobby the Brain Heenan would do, he would do commentary with Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. And they were so funny together, dude. If they had a podcast, and I think yeah. they're both dead, but like if they had a podcast, I would listen to hard. it on a loop. It'd be unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, um, you, are, you are correct. It is the Heenan family. Okay. Nice job. I'm glad. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well thank done. you. Thank you. Uh, let's get out of Rick Rude. We're doing yeah. so much Rick Rude right now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Do you know what the name of the tag team was between Bret Hart and Jim? Uh, Jim the Anvil, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the Hart Foundation. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Bret Hart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Jim the Anvil Neidhart had an amazing goatee. Like, and okay. he was kind of shorter and like a little bit dumpier. And yeah. Bret Hart was like the roidy, like good looking one. They were fun. Right. Dude. They were super right. fun. What was Bret Hart's uh, 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 cage name? Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, yep, like, you got yeah, it. Yeah, Brett yep, the Hitman yep, Hart. Yep, Hitman. Yeah, for sure. Yep, well done. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, dude, okay. Who carried a snake into the ring? Oh, Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake Unbelievable Roberts. legend. Yep. Yeah, yep, Jake the Snake it. Roberts. He carried it in a bag. And Jake Roberts was, was another one of those wrestlers who kind of, he had a little bit of a dad bod. He never yeah. did any, like, high-flying moves of any kind. He would, like, DDT sure. people. The DDT was his... Um, finishing move and then as they'd be laying there in the ring like motionless he would get the bag with the snake and then he would like release the snake like on top of them yeah uh yeah super fun okay this one's getting into the weeds a little bit but i'll ask it to you anyway andre the giant faced big john stud in Uh what type of match at wrestlemania one andre the giant and big john stud i want to say it was it was like, oh, give me the yeah, give me the options. You've got Hell in a Cell, yeah, the Body Slam Challenge, okay. Tables and Ladders match, no. or First Blood match. Uh, body Slam Challenge, yeah, it was a slam match. Yep, yeah, you got it for sure. You got it for sure. Yeah, because Hell in a Cell hadn't been invented yet. I don't think <laughs> Tables yeah. and Ladders wouldn't have worked for their body types. It wouldn't um, work for Andre. <laughs> yeah, or Big John Scott, gone who was a floor. massive human. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, no, it was a slam match. I remember it. I have vague recollections of it. Dude, I have All recollections right. of like riding my bike yeah. to the grocery store in our town mm-hmm. that had like a little video store in it. And I would yeah. rent the WrestleManias. And nice. I, would, I would like pedal them back to my house and watch them. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's awesome. All right. <clears throat> what was Junkyard Dog's real name? Wow. Give me, give me the lineup because I like Junkyard Dog too. He was fun. All right. Uh, Christopher Pallies, Sylvester Ritter, James War or, or Ware, mm-hmm. Scott Bigelow. I say James Ware. 
It's Sylvester Ritter. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's deep Sylvester in the Ritter. weeds, dude. Junkyard that is a dogs. Deep I don't one. actually know Junkyard Dogs. I don't know who that is. Yeah, he was cool. He was a he was a black guy and he would walk into the ring with like a big thick chain around his neck. Like a okay. like a industrial chain. And gotcha. he danced a lot. He was fun. Yeah, he was a fun right. like kind of early mid eighties WWE superstar. Yeah. All right, we're going back to nineteen eighty five. Beauty. What did Randy Savage use to defeat Ricky Steamboat in the Wrestling Classic in 1985? Oh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, legend. Here, give me the give me the lineup. It uh, is uh, either a baseball bat, mm-hmm. a steel chair, brass knuckles, okay. or a bell. It was the bell. Yeah, it was the ring bell. Legendary. It's actually brass knuckles. Is what really? he says that he used brass knuckles to defeat Ricky Steamboat. Interesting. Maybe he did. Yeah, there was definitely a bell thing with Randy Savage in some match, but maybe yeah. I'm conflating it with something else. It's been a long time. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, King Kong Bundy faced Hulk Hogan in which type of match at WrestleMania 2? You got okay. a steel cage, boxing match, no holds barred, or ladders match? Steel cage. Correct. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, okay, here's a tag team question for you. Two wrestlers, okay. what was their tag team name? All right, yeah. what was the tag team name between Davy Boy Smith oh. and Dynamite King? British Bulldogs. Yeah, British Bulldogs, dude. Nice, yeah, you got it, man. So <laughs> roidy. Like, those guys were so, like, incredibly roided up. And, yeah, they pretended to be British, and they wore, like, the Union Jack on their tights, and they walked into the ring with Bulldogs. They were really cool. Like, right on. It was it was fun to watch the British Bulldog. All right. What did Terry Funk carry into the ring? Interesting. This is more like Southern Territory wrestling, but yeah, I don't uh, know who Terry Funk is. Yeah, give me the options. I, I don't think I'm going to get this one. Probably um, a baseball bat, a cane, a branding iron, or <laughs> um, just just a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say a branding iron. But I, that's I'm correct. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Nice job. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Out yeah. of way. Yeah. There, there was a thing with like the funks where they were like these southern kind of ranchers. Yeah. That was that was sort of their shtick. But, All right. All yeah. right. All right. So uh, moving into territory that uh, we wouldn't be allowed to do t- in this in this day and age. <laughs> but um, where was the Iron Sheik supposedly from? Tehran. Uh, that is not one of the options. You might have to get more general and more specific here. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's either Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Libya, or Iran. Iran, yeah. Iran. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, I saw the Iron Sheik wrestle Hulk Hogan live at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Wow. And that must have been 1988, 89, something like that. Kind of on the tail end of the Iron Sheik's career. Okay. Gosh dang, dude. That was a seminal moment of my childhood. I went with my cousin Brian. Yeah, and uh, our our moms took us, and my mom. Your mom took you to pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, dude, we, we, we were little kids. I mean, we weren't gonna I love it. We weren't gonna ride with like some dirtbag from the high school or whatever. So our yeah. mom, our moms took us, and my mom like knitted during the during the matches. <laughs> so she sat she up there in the in Rosemont Horizon as all this chaos was going on with the wrestling, and she knitted. That and, is awesome. Uh, yeah, dude. legend. <laughs> Okay, what was the name of Iron Sheik's signature move? Camel Clutch. 
The camel clutch. Yes, that's yep. what it was, dude. Yeah, he <laughs> would like it. sit on your back and like grab your chin and like wrench it upward. That was the camel clutch. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, dude. Ric Flair's nickname. What was it? Nature Boy. Nature Boy. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, all right. Do you know who Nick, who Ric Flair defeated to win his first NWA World Heavyweight Championship? Man, I don't know a lot of NWA stuff, but run me through the options, okay. and then I want to say a Ric Flair thing. That I Dusty Rhodes, Sting, Arn Anderson, John Cena. Not John Cena, not Sting. It would be Dusty Rhodes or Arn Anderson. I want to say Dusty Rhodes. You are correct. Okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes was like... Big and fat and didn't have a steroidal body at all, but he was a good he was a good wrestler, good salesman. Yeah. All right. Uh, what was the name of the alliance between Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Old Anderson, and Tully Tully Blanchard? Yeah, Tully Blanchard. Give me the options. The Road Warriors, the Four no. Horsemen, the New World Order, the U.S. Express. Four Horsemen, right? You are correct. Yeah, yeah. You're doing dude, Ted, you are you're doing really well on this, man. Dude, this I've got a, a I've got a head man. full of meaningless knowledge. I really do. <laughs> this will do me no good in real life. I None whatsoever. It. I love um, it. Dude, the cool thing about Ric Flair was yeah. that he really sold the persona like twenty four seven. Like he would yeah. pull up to the to these arenas, like and they're wrestling in a different arena every night, but like every every town he would like you know, charter a limo and he had like a band fur and he would pull yep. up and like he was selling it, you know, and yeah. it really kind of made the character. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. He is one. He's one of the wrestlers, wrestlers that I kind of did a deep dive on too with all those reels. Yeah. I just yeah. found it so interesting because he wasn't yeah. the thing about Ric Flair. Yeah. He was never physically impressive. No, he wasn't. He wasn't super jacked either. He wasn't jacked. He wasn't like he was short. He, he's yeah. a smallish guy. Yeah, he is. But he had yeah. such a massive personality. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's just I I find I find those kind of things super interesting. Yes, yeah, because obviously you know you have the Hulk Hogan's or the yeah. the you know the Ultimate Warrior that are just like just jacked out of your mind. Like yeah, of just course, monsters. Of course, right. you're impressive, right? Yeah. But exactly. it's like the small guys that or or on the opposite end the massive guys that are like yeah. you know 6 6 11 and yeah. you know and frankly out of shape yeah you know like like andre the giant right sure and you're just like but but it's just it's so crazy just how if if you bring the right personality to it or you find yeah. that shtick people love you or totally. you know or they hate you and you know, yeah. and and you become a heel too right exactly exactly all right, Ted, we're going to do a couple more, and then we're going to round this episode out, all right? Love it. What was Greg Valentine's nickname? Oh, man, I should know this without even the 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 multiple choice. Greg Valentine. Hit me with a multiple choice. I'll get it. The Big Red Machine. No. The Phenom. No. The Hammer. The Hammer. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. There it is. And, Correct. dude... This was back when wrestling was so lo-fi and like kind of unimpressive. And he was another guy with like an unimpressive physique. And the hammer was literally like he would do this with his elbow. And then he would like drop it on your head. Like Greg the hammer. (laughs) Like, you know. And it was one of those moves. It was like like, the the least amount of effort. (laughs) It was so easy that like little kids could do it, though. And I remember like being seven years old and I would walk up to my cousin in a room and be like. 
you know, and so fun. And then dude. probably give him a concussion. Yeah, no, we we definitely built rings and like taped our own shows, and oh, yeah, yeah, we we did the whole thing. It was yeah. great fun. Yeah. All right, we got. Uh, looks like looks like the list has come to an end. I have one more here. What was the tag team? Excuse me. What tag team was Shawn Michaels part of in the eighties? Um, Shawn Michaels, Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. Um. So I will give it to you. It's technically the Rockers. Oh, the Rockers but, but, with Marty Jannetty, dude. Marty Jannetty yes. and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Shawn yeah. Michaels skyrocketed to like fame and fortune. Marty Jannetty, not so much, but uh, yeah, but yeah, yep. super fun. Yeah, dude, you did really well on this quiz. Thank uh, you, man. A lot better than I thought you were going to. Well, it's um, very kind. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So let, let me ask you this. Yeah, did you ever go through a period in your life where you wanted to be a pro wrestler? And if you were one, do you think you'd be a babyface or a heel? And sub question. Would you like incorporate pastoral ministry at all into like your your wrestling persona? Would you come in like with like with a pipe and a thing of bourbon and a Bible and you know yeah. like a, are you yeah. doing that? Is is that yeah, part of it? My, my finishing move is taking my ten pound study Bible and clonking someone on the side of the head with it, dude. Yeah. You could just call just, the finishing move the study Bible. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. Or you like go it's off the, the top study Bible? Oh my gosh, dude! You want to hear a really off color thing from church camp from when I was a kid? Uh, yeah, of course. So like, this, yeah, this was. I'm yeah. ashamed of this, dude. This is really sacrilegious. But like, all right, um, middle school boys. So you'd yeah. be like lolling around in the in the cabin or whatever, and mm-hmm. you'd be like laying there on your bunk, and a dude would come by with a with a big heavy Bible and just drop it right in your crotch. Yeah, yeah. And right. and they called that it was called the Holy Healer. You know, like <laughs> the holy healer. Yeah, which is well, which is that's my finishing move right there, man. Yeah, like I knock healer, someone down and I grab the study Bible. I hold it above my head study Bible and, and I just drop, drop it. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just exactly. Drop it on them. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'm in. Yeah, I'm so holy in. healer. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my intro music would be something from like Carmen. Yeah, Carmen's yeah. the champion. Carmen's you know? the champion, dude. <laughs> dude, Satan if you want to go with dust. like a little more rock and roll persona, you could go with something from Striper. You know? Oh, now we're talking, dude. Yes, and absolutely. Go like go like black tights, no shirt, clerical yeah. collar. Cl- dude, know. the clerical collar the with clerical no shirt. Collar with <laughs> no look shirt. like a freaking Chippendale. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's that's how dude. That's how Striper used to roll in the eighties. Oh if you look gosh. at the liner notes, oh, yeah, from like yeah, to yeah. hell with the devil or whatever. Like, there's one of them like shirtless with a clerical. Collar. It's 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 Robert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Their drummer, their drummer was always the most flamboyant one out of the bunch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's that's funny. That yeah, that would be that sure. would be a good time, dude. Like Christian, <laughs> Christian pro wrestling. That's a thing, man. Ridiculous. That, you have to look that it up. But, uh, Is that but actually a thing? a thing? I think it's kind of a thing. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. Hold on. Before we end the episode, I'm looking this up right now. I'm gonna yeah, do a little up. live. Christian. I don't know if it's like a whole circuit, but there's like a guy or two that's kind of doing it. Pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. See what we got. That brings up Christian Cage. Yeah. Oh, oh, Christian Wrestling Federation. Wait, what is this? There you go. The Christian Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah. my goodness, Ted. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. Holy I knew it was a thing. smokes, dude. Yeah. It's a Christian. That is insane. Our mission. Let's see what their mission is. 
to be a Christian outreach ministry that shares the love of Jesus Christ through wrestling events around the world. Dude, wouldn't it be great if their this mission like was the, just like... It's like the power team. If their mission was just like the Westminster Catechism. You know what I mean? Like, it was really deep, intricate. Dude, the CFW is a group of talented athletes using amazing feats, athletic ability, and entertaining stories to share the gift of Jesus Christ. The CFF uses unique evangelist, unique evangelistic approach to embrace the youth of today. Holy smokes, dude. They go to churches and do pro wrestling. That's what they do. I love it. What's your relationship with stuff like that? Like I, I, I hate it so much. Do you really? I do, dude. It's just, it's so. It okay. See, I don't like. I don't I, yeah, I don't like. I'm not defending it, but I don't hate it. I don't know. It, it it strikes me in kind of a like kind of sweet and kind of quaint and and dumb, but like yeah, I don't know. I'm I. I'm, I guess I always find myself in these moments like slow to make fun of it. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. I, 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 I totally understand. I think to me, it's it hits those things that I know is going to be pulled up on some like mm. some like atheist YouTube channel of why oh, Christianity sure. is weird. Like, look you how know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and 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 the thing is, like, I can't disagree with those with those things. Yeah, because I'm like I think it's stupid too, you know, yeah. and and that's that's the frustrating part is when we, like, I guess yeah yeah I mean to end it on a serious note I guess like just yeah. just share the gospel, yeah you don't you don't need to do it through pro wrestling, no, <laughs> you know yeah you know uh, and I just think it waters down it waters down the message <laughs> if yeah. anything yeah you no, know um, that but ugh, that's just me but I just find it super uh, super interesting that there's actually there's a Christian pro yeah. wrestling federation that to me is yeah I'm glad you know what for the sake of all things being equal Ted I'm glad that exists yeah I think like, I am too I, I, yeah I'm glad it exists I yeah. think I am too for sure <laughs> I love it um I love it <laughs> oh my goodness all right well Ted we're gonna get out of here dude we have uh, gone longer than we normally go uh, yeah. it's been a lot of uh, pro wrestling trivia. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of stories. It's been a, a good, good time. Good talk. I've enjoyed myself. All right, listeners. Well, you know what you can do. As always, you can head on over to all of the socials at Cluckcast, and we are at all of them. You can submit your um, Ask Cut Coach Cluck questions there. Uh, we we try to answer all of them. So send them over. Anything, any topic requests, anything you want some, some wisdom from the boys on, man. We will share Love. the wisdom uh, and the knowledge that we have uh, on your behalf. So you can do that. That'd be fantastic. If you're listening to this and you're on Apple or Spotify for that reason, and you can rate the podcast, you can review the podcast, we ask that you do that. Five stars only. Five stars only. Give us yeah. a little review of what you like about the podcast. I see our numbers. I see how many people listen on Apple. And I compare that with the amount of reviews that we have. Man, it is not the same. Mm. So if you're listening on Apple right now, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I know you're feeling convicted right now. That's, That's the spirit. a tough challenge. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, right, absolutely. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm calling on you to answer the call. To scroll down, get tap that five stars. Write us a little review. Helps the podcast get out to more people. We would really, really appreciate it because we want the Cluck Podcast mm. to be the main hub of where you can find uh, all things Ted Cluck, all things Josh Loftus. That's Love what it. we want for this podcast. 
Keep an eye out for cool merch coming out. Make sure to click the link in the description of this episode. Go buy your socks. All right? They're amazing socks. Don't forget to go get those. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later. Later.